Well, wrestler, rocker, and all-around good guy, Chris Jericho, is in studio. Guy's funny, and he brings it. We'll do the news. We'll talk to Chris. All sorts of hilarity ensues, and we'll do all that right after this. Hold on to your jingle bells. Pluto TV has all your holiday favorites for free. Enjoy our season's greetings category with nine holiday channels, including holiday movie favorites by Lifetime, Festive Fireplace, Holiday Lights, and Hallmark Movies and more. Download the Pluto TV app on all your favorite devices and start streaming holiday favorites on live channels and on demand. With thousands of free movies and TV shows, Pluto TV is your home for the holidays. Pluto TV. Stream now. Pay never. Corolla One Studios in Glendale, California. This is the Adam Corolla Show. Adam's guest today, Chris Jericho. Plus, we'll do the news and some trending topics with Chris Loxamana. And now, he's not basic, but he does like to bitch. Adam Corolla. Yeah, get it on. Got to get on the truth. Get it on. Welcome to the show. Thanks for tuning in. Chris Jericho, wrestler, musician, raconteur, yes. artist. I have, uh, I have a bone to pick with you, Adam. Let's hear it. It's called avocado. Mm. Oh, avocado. Oh. Yes. <laughs> Based on that. Now, yes. this is great. It's actually a pretty funny story. And this is a real good show business inside story. Mm-hmm. So we did Mass Singer uh, mm-hmm. about a year ago. Yeah. And in this Mass Singer, you have no idea who's who they literally keep it secret from everybody you know your producer uh and, and then you have to wear like a ninja outfit to get on set a ninja outfit with gloves with as gloves. well so we can't tell your race anything like that right, right. you're just starting to have a hand tattoo you can't have, so the gloves are, so anyway so you don't know who's on it so but you kind of know what you what your vibe is you know you have the costume i was i was the uh the the, di- the pink dinosaur bride mm-hmm. which is what i was and I was crushing it. Like, it's one of those ones, you know, you've been in the biz for a while. Like, sometimes you do something that's like, eh, it's all right. But this one is like, this is good. Like, I feel good. I'm singing good. This costume is cool. I had adapted, like, this faux Keith Richards. Like, hey, man, what's going on? It's good to see you guys. <laughs> and so no one knew who I was. But as you know, for the show, it's not about keeping your identity secret. It's, it's a singing contest, right? Mm-hmm. So we had rehearsed. Uh, the next three songs because mm-hmm. they said like you know on the down low you're doing really good you're probably going to go to this next level what were your songs um, well the ones that I sang was like White Wedding Billy Idol mm-hmm. and it was like um, Rockstar but hey now you're All Star uh, Smash Mouth right but we had also rehearsed like uh, I, I always feel like somebody's watching me and I just died in your arms tonight and mm. there was like three or four songs that we had done and you're a musician yeah you have a band like, yeah and I was I was singing good i was the rock guy right you know so we go on to do the show and it's the next round uh and 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 you're standing there and then they 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 take one person out and then there's the two last remaining people and then i'm like well i know i'm not getting kicked off because i've already rehearsed the next three songs and they're not going to (laughs) be wasting time and there's production and there's pyro and lo and behold, the fucking mask comes off, and, and it's and, and I get unmasked. I just couldn't. I was like, "What? What happened? What happened was the studio audience had uh, had a, a vote, 
Mm-hmm. And it was the one thing the producers couldn't control was the studio audience's vote. The right. Producer. And they said, the studio audience just didn't vote for you. What do you mean? They just, I guess they didn't like the Pink Dragon. They all voted for the Avocado. Yes. And I'm like, who the fuck is the Avocado? The Avocado beat the Pink Dragon bride guy? So that was the thing. And then I saw that, obviously, that you were the Avocado. Ah, Corolla! <laughs> Well, it, it is. It, it's it's strange because you get sucked into the competition yes. as you will do, especially if you have a background like I'm sure you do of athletics and sports and and stuff right. like that. And you know everything sounds like a goof and a whim at the beginning, but then at some point you get into the environment. It stops, and you be yes, you, you get become into a competitor, it. right? Right, and it doesn't really even matter what it is. It's just you're all of a sudden you're there. And it's important. Yeah. <laughs> and that's when it gets dangerous. Right. Because, it, you know, it's it's like going from, I was with this prostitute last night to, I'm in love with a prostitute. Yes. Which now becomes more dangerous. Yeah. And that's and that's the thing. Like, they had asked me to do Mass Singer a few times. And I just thought the concept of this is so preposterous. Like, who would want to do this? And then you watch it, and it's actually you start getting into the idea, and they ask me again. So I said, yeah, sure, I'll do it. But I want to do something like that's opposite of what you'd expect Chris Jericho to be. I was thinking maybe be like a fairy or something. Like, Did they give you a choice? They, they didn't give me a choice, but I said, I want to do something against type. And they mm-hmm. said, we've got this idea, we agree, of doing this bride. You know, mm-hmm. We don't know if you're male or female or whatever it is. Like, that's perfect. But walking in this thing, because it's a full-on Godzilla costume. Like, mm-hmm. you have to be strapped into it, and there's a zipper in the back. Like, I always remember thinking about, like, if there's, like, a nuclear war or a zombie outbreak or something, I'm never going to get out of this damn thing. You're first or you're going to rule the nation. <laughs> oh, I'll be bowing at the giant dinosaur. Exactly. You will become, everyone will become your minions. <laughs> With the Keith Richards you'll, accent. Yeah. You'll become the de facto leader. <laughs> but like you said, you, you get super into it, and then like, the bride becomes kind of your alter ego, and I, I really enjoyed the show, and that's why, like you said, when, when, when I, I got Got, and then you, we do these shows. You've done a million of them. You've done Dancer with the Stars, etc. It's like you get eliminated, and you still kind of stings. But this one, I was like, I'm going to the final. I, I can feel it. <laughs> and I got kicked off because of the fucking avocado. Who is the avocado? That's Corolla. Jeez, well, Louise. Uh, <laughs> now I've felt. <laughs> Look at this guy. That. I can't sing, and I, <laughs> right. I don't have any musical ability. But there's still a big difference in karaoke songs. Like right. if you give me "Vehicle" by the Ides of March, no. I will fucking Knock that shit out of the vehicle, baby. <laughs> Any way you want to go. Yeah. yeah. Which I was pitching. You know? <laughs> They're like, now let's do a song you're not that good at. Right. But the first song I got was Hit the Road Jack. And mm. I was like, oh, I could do that one. Uh, and then the next one I got was some Helen Reddy song or something. Oh, right, right. So it was some chick song from the 70s and I was going against a woman and I was like I'm never going to be able to (laughs) you're so vain I think that's the one that's the one yeah that was the other one I had rehearsed as well that I didn't get to do because you trumped me but I uh, don't uh, well maybe it goes this way with a lot of songs but I think the song shouldn't have a gender attached to it like you're so vain is a Carly Simon song where she's clearly singing about maybe Warren Beatty, right? And he walked onto the yacht and blah blah blah, and it's like definitely a a chick song, you know what I mean? Like a little more gender fluid, neutral song probably would have would have helped me in my act. Yeah, but yeah. So you did White Wedding at the I did the the first one I did was All Star. 
Oh, All Star. And then I did, um, what's another one? There's, uh, there was another song that I did that was a big song, Cake by the Ocean, or something along those lines. And then the third one I did was White Wedding. Yeah. Uh-huh. And you remember all the rehearsals and yeah. all the going through the songs. With the and- vocal coach. and You just shut up and dance. That was it, shut up and yeah, dance. Walk, yeah, yeah, yeah. Walk yeah. the moon. Yeah, walk the moon. So, but but it was it was a really cool contest because, like you said, it's not just your singing ability, but also you have to play this character. You yeah. know, not the easiest thing. I'm sure Avocado Man probably wasn't the easiest thing to do either. And then you've got vocal lessons, and then you got to be secret. You're a ninja at all times. No one can see you. Yeah, it was it was a really bizarre, like almost a fever dream type experience. And and also you'll appreciate this. I know you will. It was one of my favorite things that I've ever done because you know when you. You do Hollywood things. You and I are friends. We know each other. But when you don't know people, it's always that little awkward, like, hey, how's it going? Like, you know, you're kind of just sitting around, kind of getting to know each other. You don't have to do that because you you're, right. you're not allowed to see anybody. No. And you could get a massage in the back because they're like, if you're going to wear an 80-pound dinosaur head for four hours, we'll give you a quick rub and tug in the back. It'll take some of the stress, stress off you. That's right. Yeah, and I just heard, uh, speaking of Hollywood, I just heard there was a pyrotechnics fire issue, something with you, story. I don't know all the official particulars. Oh, no. I heard it 10 minutes ago. No, no, no. It's, it was just, uh, I was just exaggerating. We had a show last night in uh, Ontario, California, at the Toyota Center. And we were doing like this big kind of video game inspired street fight. So there's four of us that were on the on the on the rampway, mm-hmm. and pyro goes off. And I was wearing right. a suit because this 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 video game is called like the last or the, the last dragon gate on. It's like a yakuza type thing. So I was like, I'll, I'll wrestle it in a yakuza suit and kind of <laughs> be cool with it. Yeah. And I felt my suit getting a little warm, and I realized my arm was right in the pyro that was shooting off. But it wasn't bad. It wasn't like flame pyro. It was just kind of like sparkler They're pyro. Quick, yeah. But it was enough to be like, oh, my arm is actually in the pyro. I, I shall remove this. So, yeah, there wasn't a, really an incident. And somebody, of course, noticed it. And I was like, yes, you're right. My arm was in the sparkler fire. <laughs> Wrestling uh, guys are able to carry on now. You know, I'm friends with Goldberg. You know right. what I mean? Does X amount of yep. matches a year. Guys... Because I guess they're taking care of themselves. They're, you know, doing a little hot yoga or something, stretching out modern pharmaceuticals. I don't know what it is, but they're not breaking down and unable to do it. They're now carrying into their 50s now, which I don't think was a thing 40 years ago. It's interesting. It's it's not just wrestling either, though. It's kind of all of society, right? All of society. Like I was just, you know, I'm listening to the new Stones record, uh, Hackney Diamonds, and it's like brilliant. And you see the Stones on all these shows, and they're 80 years old. Yes. You don't see them as 80. You see them as the Stones. You don't yeah. realize it, Or you right? see, like, Jeff Bezos. I don't know. He's he's yoked. He's 60. Right. He's banging some hot chick. I mean, you just look at Bezos and Lauren Sanchez, and when I was young, old people were old. old they right. had old hairdos. Yes. They dressed old. Aunt B from Mayberry yeah. was probably 49 when she landed that fucking role. Lauren Sanchez smoke show is 51 or I don't know what I, I, that's I, the whole point. I have no idea how old I she think, is. I think now. Alice from the Brady Bunch was like 43. Yes. You know, and you're right, though. And that's my point about like you, you look at I look at a picture of my dad when he was 40. And he's got the velour sweatsuit and he's got the giant glasses. And it's like, you know, he's about ready to retire type thing. And he played hockey for 10 years. It didn't take long for him to get turned into an older. It's not like that anymore, you know? Yeah, so, I, I know. And I don't know if it's 
I mean, it's a probably an accumulation of things. It's one, one of its mindset. Like right. women, when they turned forty-five back in the day, now it was time for the old woman haircut. Yeah, 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 yeah. right, right. And no, no more long hair, no more mm-hmm. extensions. You would never walk around in tight, form-fitting Stop jeans trying, yeah. and stuff. <laughs> like you just. You know, guys would get a pipe and a cardigan sweater yeah. and they st- some slippers and they just gracefully. I'm like, how old is Jeff Bezos and Lauren Sanchez? Because they're just out there crushing it. Bezos is 59. Okay. All right. All right. And Lauren is. Lauren is 53. Right. So there you go. Jeez. All right. No version of them existed in my childhood. No. I mean, I just turned 53. And I'm still having great matches. And, you know, you, you, as long as you try, you, you can look good. You can be in shape. You know, it, it's just I think the way of the world has changed now to whereas, like you mentioned, a certain age puts you in a certain category. And now that doesn't exist anymore unless you unless you allow yourself to be in that category. I meet right. people all the time that are 10 years younger than me that look 10 years older. You know, right. it's, it's kind of like up to you to decide where you want to fit in, 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 in the societal food chain, shall we say, these days. But is there a regiment for you? Like you're doing more stretching, more yeah, yoga, I mean, more saunas I, or I went, whatever. I went through a yoga period. I had some back issues. I did the yoga mm-hmm. uh, for about 10 years. And then now it's mostly just kickboxing mm-hmm. and, uh, and and bicycle riding. I don't, I don't lift weights as much. But kickboxing is such a, a great um, – body workout and it's great for your muscles and, and definition and that sort of thing and then diet i mean diet is everything you can do any workout you want but diet is really where i found i made a difference over the last few years what is that for you well i um about two years ago we were on tour with fozzy in england and i was really short of breath on stage so i i had a, a a rock doc come come to check me out, took some blood and found out that I had a pulmonary embolism, had oh. blood clots on my on my lungs. Wow. Which is like game stop, don't pass go, right to the hospital, you're fucking in trouble. And um when that was done, I went through the whole let's get a clean bill of health and that included losing some weight. I lost about thirty pounds. Wow. So I went to like a, a diet a medical diet clinic, which they give you these little, these little snacks. They're like so small. When you first get them, you're like, you get, you know, six snacks a day. And you're like, all right. And like this one little thing is like the size of your finger and about as about three fingers wide or two fingers wide. And that's it. But what you realize is when you get kind of acclimated to eating less is that in our country, people eat so much food. Yes. Like you go to Europe or something like that. You will go to a restaurant and order some food. You get a little plate of food. Right. You go to, you know, Outback or something. They're giving you food and there's this amount and there's there's two chicken breasts and there's 18 ribs <laughs> and there's so much food. That was the biggest thing was portions, I think, was just cutting down on that was more than anything. Well, I, I think maybe we're doing a lot of emotional eating. And yeah. we're, we're also doing – people have a lot of superstition and wives' tales and stuff around – Eating Like I always tell people, get up in the morning, have an egg, and then go about your business. And I go, well, what about noon when you really start getting yeah, hungry? Yeah. And I go, you're not hungry. You're just bored and you yeah. want to reward yourself. And they go, no, no, if my blood sugar gets low, like I'll get lightheaded. I'm like, you don't have to eat the entire day. Yeah. You want to eat. You treat it as a reward to eat. And maybe it's a social interaction, but don't give me the 
blood sugar, lightheaded, whatever. It's it's bullshit. Like, I've interviewed guys who run marathons on a cup of black coffee. Like, you don't need nearly as as much as you think you need. But like you mentioned, it's ingrained kind of in our in our brains that, you know, breakfast, lunch and dinner and then this this, and this. And when you go to like like I said, this 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 weight loss clinic, you realize, like you said, all that's kind of not true. And there's so much about you you want to eat throughout the day regularly, but just small, small bits, little bits. And and if you do that, like the worst thing you could do is like fasting. I'm yeah. on a fasting diet. What does that mean? I don't eat anything all day, and at 7 o'clock, I can eat whatever I want. <laughs> right. I ate two pizzas and two cheeseburgers and an apple. It's like, no, it doesn't work that way. You know, you, you lose weight by, by eating a little bit more throughout, throughout the day, but smaller portions. But you don't, I, I'm not a scientist. I didn't know this shit. I've been in pro wrestling for 30 years before I figured out what a real diet was. You, you know? said your dad was a professional hockey yeah, player? Yeah, for 10 years. Where did he play? He played. He was actually on the first ever Los Angeles Kings team here in '67. Wow! And he did the Kings for three he years. Played with Rogie Vachon. Uh, that might have been a little bit before uh, Rogie's time. It was yeah. more. Terry Sawchuk was the goaltender. Wow! When he was there, and they did Rangers for five years, and then did Blues for two years. So yeah, he had ten years on, in the big leagues. Yeah, that's pretty damn impressive. It is, man. Especially back then, because you know. There was only, well, L.A. was the expansion, so there was only 12 teams back in that days. You know what I mean? So there was probably 18 guys in a team times 12. It's not a lot of pro players, maybe 200 guys playing pro hockey at that point in time. Kings were a kind of novelty out here. Are we looking at your... There's Teddy, right? That's probably about 1973 or so. Wow. Yeah, playing hockey. It was, yeah. no, hockey was a novelty in the 70s Yeah, out here. Yeah. Well, you're talking 67... So when they first came out here, there was no hockey, and no one really even knew exactly what was going on. They, they didn't even really even hardly get paid back then um, because it wasn't like a system where they where they were getting regular cash. So you must have played hockey I growing did. up. Yeah, I did play hockey. I played for years because um, I grew up in Winnipeg, as we oh, discussed yes. before, home of Burton yeah. Cummings and the Guess Who. That's right. Uh, and I just wasn't very good. I, I was too much into wanting to be in, in wrestling. I wanted to be in a rock and roll band, so hockey kind of took a, a sidestep. But I did play it for, for my whole childhood, uh, junior high years. Is How that was your... about your dad when you tell him, um, I want to be a wrestler slash no, rock star? No, and the thing that was cool about it is because he understood what it was like to follow this impossible dream at a young age because he wanted to play pro hockey and got drafted at like 17. So he kind of always understood what it's like to have this outside-of-the-box goal. So he always supported it. You know, he knew I wasn't very good at hockey, but he thought, well, wrestling, we'll give it a try. I might as well. So he always kind of was behind that. Is he still with us? Yeah, yeah, he's still with us. So he's able to see all your success, which is nice. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, exactly. And it's good that he didn't fight it because – then when the kid becomes successful, there's always that weird energy. Yeah, no, I remember we, we I like I said, grew up in Winnipeg, and he drove with me to uh, to a place called Okotoks, Alberta, which is just outside of Calgary, mm-hmm. to go check out the Hart Brothers Pro Wrestling School. Mm. And when we went at, went there, it was like basically just behind a gas station in like this really crappy, I remember this like garage almost. And if I took my son to this place, he'd be like, are you sure you want to go to this place? <laughs> but he was like, all for it, super supportive. I remember he gave me like, I think I had some kind of a, like a credit card that he gave me, like a gas card mm-hmm. that I could use to, to to eat. You know, like a like a Shell gas card. You could put some gas in your in your car and right. buy a burrito for lunch. So, uh, yeah, he he was really cool in that aspect and giving me the support uh, and as much financial help as he could because we didn't have a lot of cash. But he had you know had this card that I could use. I went to a wrestling school once. It was for a bit. 
Yeah. Sort of man show bit. But I, I found it, yeah, to be kind of a dive. Yeah. It was yeah. way out in the outskirts of town. Yeah. And uh, a lot of the dudes smelled. Like, I, I wasn't, you know, getting in a headlock from yeah. a huge sort of hillbilly who's, like, covered with hair. Yeah. Just wearing coveralls with one 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 uh, one arm down, you know, one shoulder down, and he's got you in a headlock, and yeah. you're like, you don't realize what the back of your neck yeah. ends up smelling like. Well, the thing is, when you go to a wrestling school, right, like if you watch AEW or WWE on TV, I mean, this is the best of the best. These are guys that have been training for years, and they've been working for years, and they've been around the world, and, you know, they're TV ready and, and, and stars ready to, ready to become big names. When you're at a wrestling school, You've got a lot of guys that are just showing up going, sounds like fun. Right. And they stay for a week or two weeks and split. But a lot of these guys, they're fat or they smell or they don't brush their teeth. They, they, I remember all the guys, I'm just describing all the guys I remember in our camp, a guy who I don't think washed his ass maybe ever. And you're in there with the <laughs> ring with these guys. And it's like, dude, they actually had to give hygiene lessons at, at the Hart Brothers camp. Like, guys, <laughs> you have to wash your, 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 yourself, take a shower, cut your nails, brush your teeth, gargle. Like, you have to have good hygiene to <laughs> Oh, yeah. People just didn't know it was terrible. Like ringworm said, was like a really big thing with all the wrestlers. Ringworm. Yeah. That's, uh, man, I haven't heard of that in a while, but I had some ringworm bouts from, from dirty mats and dirty people. Who was a, who's someone who was just really good technically at wrestling that uh, that us lay part people couldn't appreciate or, or know about? That, 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 that Like a person who's not a, a huge fan? No, like, like someone like who's a name we would recognize, but you'd also go, oh, that guy's really good. Too. Well, I mean, anybody that, that you kind of watch on TV that's in a top position, you know what I mean? Like in, in, in our company, if you're looking at a guy like Brian Danielson, that's the guy. He was Daniel Bryan in WWE. He's pretty pretty top name, pretty big name, but he's one of the best like actual wrestlers that can have a great match with anybody. And that's the secret of being a, a good wrestler. It's one of the reasons why uh, I've had such great longevity is you, you don't force people to wrestle your style. You kind of wrestle their style. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of like it's called a being a ring general. Mm-hmm. If you're a ring general, you can make anybody look good just by kind of feeling what they do and working around that. You know, you always want to uh, accentuate people's strengths and hide their weaknesses. Um, you know, I'm sure it's like that with the stand up comedy. You know, if you're not a prop comedy comedian, you don't want to go up there and do props. You know, if you're a situational guy, you want to stick with that. You know, if you're if you're carrot top, you don't want to tell, you know, everyday jokes. You want to do your props. Well, you know, I'll tell you what it's like. I, I think um, I've had a couple of partners. I've had uh, Jimmy Kimmel. Right. I had Dr. Drew and uh, Jimmy. I was actually out to dinner with uh, last night. It was so funny. It's weird when your friends are famous. I was, I was <laughs> in the Uber driving. I was in the back of an Uber going to meet Jimmy and a bunch of other friends, Jeff Ross, guys like that, Bill Simmons, for dinner uh, for Jimmy's birthday. And as I was sitting in the back of this Uber half hour away from getting to the restaurant we're all meeting at, I was just like scrolling through tweets. And it's like, oh, news alert. Jimmy Kimmel is hosting the Oscars for the fourth time. Yeah. And and then somebody tweeted me and they're like, "Are you going to write for the Oscars this time?" And I just wrote back, "I'll I'll tell you in half an hour." <laughs> I'll, I'm, I'm, I had no idea he was doing this, but uh but I was able to confirm it in person. Ev- evidently the the message leaked out a day early. That's oh, according gotcha. according to uh Jimmy. But um 
it was so when I worked with Jimmy, Jimmy was like the ring general. He was like, I'll I'll do this and I'll do that and I'll throw it to commercial and I'll set this up and do that. And I was like, yeah, okay, yeah, do it. I'll stand next to you. Getting paid the same. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> but Less you work fall, for me. He's, he's, he's leading the charge, and you're following, following what he's doing. A little bit of that. Yeah. And then when I worked with Dr. Drew, I was like, I'll be the ring general. Yeah. And you stand there. Right. And I'll throw it to commercial. And so you have to be adaptive. Yeah. Like, you, you can't just go, I'm this guy all the time. Right. Because then it's not going to work wrestling or hosting a show. No, you're right. And, and once again, you've had great longevity in show business as well. And you have to go with the flow and adapt to, to whatever situation you're in. And, you know, like, for example, with wrestling, sometimes you're a good guy. And then when that starts getting stagnant, then you turn into a bad guy. And when that starts getting stagnant, then you turn back into a good guy. And then maybe you get a tag team partner. Maybe you form a faction or like you have to be cognizant of what's going on uh, to keep things fresh. And I'm always really good at knowing, okay, this is starting to get a little bit stagnant, a little bit stale. Let's completely change and go into this direction. And then when you can do that and kind of have a real sense for that, it, it helps keep you always in in the forefront rather than being like a nostalgia act of just doing the same old, same old shtick over and over again because that doesn't last. Well, speaking of wrestling, I think it just came out that The Rock was sort of looking at a presidential run, perhaps. I don't know. Right. They've been saying that for a long time, right? Well, it was he'd... The Democrats and the Republicans both just sort of came up to him <laughs> and just went because we're now in a sort of P.T. Barnum era right, of yeah. politics where it's like 20 years ago, even less. Someone would have went like, well, I'm going to go talk to Steve McQueen about running for president. And someone would go, what the fuck does he know about politics? You well, can't talk to him about running yeah. for politics. He's not a politician. He's an actor. Well, now. All bets are off. Oh yeah, it's a well, it's a it's a free for all. It's a cage match. Remember how how, no how, how ridiculous it was, you know, forty years ago when Reagan got into to being the president. People were like he's an actor. Uh, was he had a movie with a monkey like uh, bedtime for Bonzo. bedtime for Bonzo is the yeah. president now. Meanwhile, he'd already been the fucking governor of California, right? right? So he paid his political dues. Yes. These days, if you're a famous guy. You can just skip the line and go straight to being the president if need be. <laughs> yeah. So I you know? guess The so, Rock I mean, is talking about it, although I was talking about it on Jesse Waters yesterday. And um, if you want to know how those like hits work, they, uh -huh. they pull the van up in front of your house and then you go sit in the van and get mic'd up. Oh. You've probably done this <laughs> one. Yeah. And then at some point, they tell you at noon that day, like the hits at... 5.30 in the afternoon. They'll tell you at like 1 o'clock, here's what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about uh, California, and we're going to talk about uh, laws, and we're going to talk about all these guys that are doing these smashing grabs and stealing everything from Home Depot and stuff, and you go, oh, okay, all right, and you start writing jokes, you know what I mean? Yeah, you yeah. start, oh, oh, I'll use my, I was talking about using a paintball gun or something. Or I'll, I'll do my paintball. If we gave all these guys at Kmart the greeter paintball gun, right. we'd put an end to this shit tomorrow, you know, oh, I'll, I'll use the paintball thing. And you're sitting in this chair, and then at some point, the guy gets in your earpiece, and he goes, uh, yeah, The Rock is thinking about running yeah. for president, so that's what we're going to do. So <laughs> yeah. Jesse's going to be with you in about 30 seconds. And you have a whole fucking notepad of notes paintball about <laughs> paintball jokes. And like, I, I guess i got to come up with something yeah, the about The Rock. Improv. And I basically said, but I kind of meant it. 
I don't want The Rock to be president because he's very worried about being likable. Yeah. And I don't want you... I don't want it to be a popularity contest. Right. I, I, I want the Iron Sheik in there. <laughs> I, I want a guy who goes, because being president, you go, listen, I'm going to build a fucking wall that goes all the way down yeah. the southern border, and I'm going to lower taxes, and I'm going to pull out of Ukraine, and everyone goes, boo, yeah. you got to go, fuck it, I'm the heel. I'm the yeah. heel. <laughs> Eat shit. I don't, the Rock is so worried about his image and like pleasing everyone and having everyone love him, that that's not going to make for that's That'll be a Melba toast leader. I need a guy who doesn't, who can take the booze. Right. Right. Well, I mean, and like you said too, I mean, if, if somebody like a pro wrestler, like the rock, I mean, obviously he's, he's a movie star, but he's a pro wrestler. Like, would that be cannon fodder for his opponent? Because there's a lot of people who don't like pro wrestling in the States. And then does it become like a pro wrestling debate? Like we don't want the wrestler in because we don't like wrestling. And then you're not even paying attention to the actual, uh, you know, events and then the actual issues that are going on. Violence. Right, right. Yeah. He's, no, but he built a career off of fooling the American people. Yeah. He's not real. Wrestling isn't real. He was playing a character. <laughs> he's playing a character when he's your president. Don't I, vote for him. I don't know. I think the day of us sort of slinging the mud for the past may have been ushered out with Trump. Not that they don't try to bust him on everything and call him everything. But it used to be like, uh, well, we'll take it to a different realm. If you got caught having an affair, that was sudden death for a campaign in in a political career. So nothing anymore. Yeah. Right. People don't even care. They don't even care anymore. Yeah, what else you got? Trump banged a porn star, and it was like, yeah, that's what I'd do if I was Trump. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's yeah. got my vote. Now right, he's got right. the porn star vote and the working man's vote. Like, <laughs> so it's like there used to be disqualifiers. I, it used to be disqualified to be black or to be gay or well, to be yeah, a woman. Now like, be, I, we're not really there anymore. Yeah, I mean, it, it's interesting because, like you said, all those old tropes kind of go away. But then again, too, you can get canceled for calling somebody the wrong name. Yes. So there's that too now. So you don't know like where do you stand and where do you go? And I find it's not as bad now the the cancel culture. It was really bad during the pandemic and the lockdown and kind of all that mania that was going on. I find now that it's kind of settled a bit where people yeah. just aren't as uptight because back then I think all of us were just at home looking for something to fucking bitch we about. Bored. So let's just bitch about everything, right? Right. Yeah, we were sort of thinking how can we pick people off from our sofa in our bathroom. Yeah. Like, like I don't want to go outside and right. get into it with people, but I can use my phone and see yeah. if I can't collect some scalps exactly. in my bathroom. Just do it that way. Which right. is a weird, the impulse of, of being, of, of saying like, I'm bored, I'm not productive, I'm doing too much day drinking, let's see whose career I can destroy. Yeah. That's a bad impulse. It if is. that's your impulse, you should fucking find a bridge and jump the fuck off it. That's... Because this impulse of like, I must take people down is, it's scary. I mean, all the pandemic did, like what I, what I really noticed is, we have a whole bunch of bad qualities as human beings. And I don't mean that as a, like a super pejorative, but I just mean we have things to tamp down. Mm-hmm. And that's what you attempt to do with kids. Right. You know what I mean? Like you go, oh, that kid just won the spelling bee, Johnny, and you didn't. And then the kid's impulse is to go, well, that kid's fat. You know what I mean? Just a bunch of bad <laughs> right. impulses. Right, those right, those right, impulses right. you always have. <laughs> yeah. Like like the unhealthy impulse 
to hope that the girl that dumped you and moved on to yeah. this other dude gets dumped by her. Right. Right. That's, that's, that's your impulse. Yeah. But you want revenge. But we don't live it. You know, mm. we kind of tamp it down. You know, we have the golden rule and we have Ten Commandments. We have a bunch of shit, like guardrails in yeah. place to go. Let's not let's not fall victim to horrible impulses that nine year olds. have. Right. 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 Uh, once COVID hit, everyone just went, fuck it. I'm going right for the worst impulse. Yeah. And I'm going to live there. Yeah. And that's what we experienced. It's it's so interesting to think back to that time. It was going on three years, thankfully. What a weird time. Like, what a weird, like, just thinking back about that. Like, I remember, like, when we when we were finally starting uh, to, to be allowed to fly, you still had to wear your mask. But if you're eating or drinking, you didn't have to wear a mask. But they also wouldn't serve you anything to drink other than just water. So what I would do is I would go to like a McDonald's and I'd order a large uh, cola and they'd give you a, and fill it to the top with ice. And they'd fill it to the top with ice and then I'd go pour the cola out and then pour a huge thing of vodka in it and just fill it up to the top with vodka. So I got a large, extra large vodka with ice yeah. with a straw and I'm just sipping on that the whole flight and that's okay. I'm allowed to do yes, that because yes. I have a straw in my mouth at all times and I've got ice <laughs> and I've got vodka. And you're just like, this is the dumbest thing ever. Like, I'm okay to do this, but if I put it down, then I have to put the mask on. And just the whole concept of that, it's so weird when you think back to it now, you know? Well, you could look at it, you know, kind of historically endless. I'm 100% with you. I, I In my stand-up, I do 10 minutes of... The second we heard the phrase mask up in between bites, we all should have went, oh, fuck this. <laughs> right. This it doesn't, doesn't make any sense. It doesn't mean anything anymore. <laughs> but right. society is, has many examples of like, you know, two drinking fountains, one for black people, and one for oh, white yeah, yeah. people. And you go, what the fuck were we thinking? Right, like, right, right. Why right. did we even do this? You know, I mean, there are many p- stupid stuff. Like when we grew up, you go to a diner, you order breakfast. From zero to 20, there was a sprig of parsley on the side of the plate. No one opened it. No one bit it. No one held it up. No one did anything. And once in a while, it got tangled up in the eggs and you have to fish it out, you know. But no one, and if it didn't show up with the parsley, no one ever went, hey, where's the parsley? Right, right, I came right. here because there I should be a parsley. sprig of parsley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No one touched it, but yeah. yet it was there. Yeah, right, right. And, and I, I always use it as an example because, like, in 19... 19- 77, they had to be in a restaurant tour. And we were like, all right, now we need five bales of parsley. And somebody had to raise their hand and go, listen, every time I put a plate out with parsley, and when it comes back, when it's empty with eggs and hash browns, but the parsley's still there. Nobody wants the parsley. And then the person who orders the parsley just went, hey, we do parsley. Like, that's what we do. I don't care if it makes right. sense or not. Right, that, right. We're doing parsley. Right. And then that shit goes on for like 50 years. And then at some point, people go, I guess we don't need the parsley. We got to cut expenses. And, Parsley's going. And that was COVID. COVID was a, I mean, everything. Like, oh, you walk into the restaurant, you wear the mask, and you sit down, you take the mask off. But then if you stand up to use the bathroom, like, and by the way, here's a little hint for people listening. When you hear shit that doesn't make sense, over and over again, mm. there's a good chance that either the person is lying or they don't know what the fuck right. they're talking yeah, about. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. You don't need to listen to them. Yeah, yeah I always said, because the thing, like you notice you fly a lot, mm-hmm. right? And yeah, you'd have to put a little of your medicine in the in the cup. <laughs> you got to knock the fucking edge off, Something's man. Flying, flying with COVID required drink. Yeah, yeah there's yeah. no doubt. And I would always say, 
it varied so much. Like if you're flying to Houston and you had the 57-year-old sort of haggard uh, flight attendant who give two shits about COVID, yeah, 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 yeah. then your mask, you're fine. Your mask around your chin yeah, the whole time. Uh, but I said the worst eight words you can hear is on behalf of your Seattle-based flight crew. I was always like, oh, oh, we are fucked. This fucking skinny 24-year-old blonde could be up my ass this entire flight. And that's how it would go. If you got the flight crew from the woke places, you were fucked. If you got them from the red places, then really. Because the whole thing is, there was no quantifiable way. To infer, enforce a rule that doesn't make sense. It was opinion. What it was like thought, a, yeah. a, there was some like a speed limit and no radar guns yes. and no speedometers. Like if you didn't give a fuck, and this is how I would have been, and I know it because I used to teach comedy traffic school, and they would always tell me if somebody shows up ten minutes late, then they got to do ten minutes during lunch, you uh-huh. know, reviewing the safety rules or something, right, and right. then they'd go. And if they show up 20 minutes late, then they got to stay after for 10 minutes. And if they show up a half hour late, then you got to send them home because they're not getting in their full 600 minutes of instructional. <laughs> People would wander in an hour and a half late. Yeah. And, I, and they'd go, oh, I'm so – I go, it's, sit down. I don't give a fuck. I, I don't need to enforce this shit. I don't care. The flight attendants don't care. They didn't have to care. They could have just said, yeah, I told the guy to put his mask up, and then I went to the back of the plane, and maybe he took it down. That's what well, I let, mean. Me, let me throw this one at you. So I was just in Japan this weekend. I'm flying back from Japan. It's Tokyo to L.A. And, you know, the, the work is done. I'm flying back home. I'm excited. Uh, and so the, the, the stewardess comes. Would you like a drink? Yes, I'd like it. I'll have a double vodka on the rocks. Thank you very much. I have one. Food comes. We're eating. I'm sitting there. I'm watching Sammy Hagar, Beach Bash. I'm having a good time. Sir, would you like another drink? Sure. Double uh, vodka on the, on, on the rocks. Minding my own business, not saying a word. Comes back again. Asks me again. And I said, okay. When she comes back, she goes, you know, you've had six drinks so far. Right. And we're only supposed to give you one drink an hour. Oh. So you need to watch your alcohol intake. Mm-hmm. And I said, what? I, right. did, I never asked for one drink. Right. And I've only had three drinks, but they're double, sir. Okay. I'm sitting in my, in my pod thing watching Sammy Hagar. I haven't said a word. Yeah. And now you're telling me to watch my – I said, who are you, my mom? Like, well – It's ridiculous. Listen, you're Canadian. Your dad played hockey. It's got to be. You grew up in Winnipeg. You're a big dude. Yes. You can handle your boots. Yeah, man. It wasn't like I was screaming or standing up. Or I was. I. You wouldn't have even known I was there. And she said, "You got to watch your alcohol intake." And I was like, "You got to fucking mind your own fucking business." I don't know. And also, weird mixed message with booze on the flights. And you tell me because I fly a lot of commercial. Right. There is no rules. Half the time, I order a beer, I get the beer, and I don't get charged. And then the other half the time, I order a beer, and I get charged. I just don't know what half it is. There's some sort of weird rule. Like, you fly southwest to Vegas, they you got about eight minutes to shotgun a beer. You know, they come around, they go, hey, they go, yeah, give me a Miller Lite. And then they go, oh, yeah, here you go. And half the time they stand there and you need to get they need to get paid. And the other half they just push the cart. So I, it doesn't seem to Thinking be a set rule and doubles. There's sometimes I do the same thing. I'll go, uh, give me a vodka, whatever. Sometimes I ask for a double, but sometimes 
you just ask for vodka, soda, water, lemon, or whatever, and they drop the second bottle off. Right. They go, look, I, here, I just had that. Here you I, go. I have an answer. What is the answer? So, because I've talked to various flight attendants about this. Um, the airlines don't pay for the alcohol. They're giving us promotion. So mm-hmm. the flight attendants actually have they, they have full control over they can do whatever they, they want can do whatever they want with it oh, they, on behalf of your seattle-based so, flight crew <laughs> fuck off so right yeah, yeah. So they don't have to charge you and nobody gets in trouble so like a trick i've heard from different flight attendants the same trick was walk in with a seized box of candy give it to a flight attendant and say hey my sister's a flight attendant i just want to say a respect you do and then you'll get free drinks the entire flight like it's mm. just but they, i've also had the guy who's like you'll have a, have a, a, a vodka it's like hey, hey all right man and he comes back with a vodka and here's some extras it gives me like four or five of the bottles well that's it's a just, fan well yeah i know but still you, uh, my point is you can do whatever you want right. that's so my don't point. give me this one hour drink exactly on right. a fucking international but flight it's the same as masking up in between bites yeah, like yeah, really yeah, what just, is the right. what is the science it doesn't of this make any sense i had one of my greatest covid conversations because i realized the flight attendants were broken and beleaguered because oh, they didn't want to fucking follow everyone around and tell them to put their stupid mask right, up all right. the time they didn't want to wear masks half of them this one comes by i go Give me the double vodka, soda water, and lemon. And she goes, oh, we, don't, we don't do lemon anymore. And I go, why not? She goes, COVID. And yeah, I, go, that was the excuse I go, what's lemon have to do with COVID? And she goes, I don't know. <laughs> and she just walked away like, I'm so oh, broken by this. I love go. that, the excuse for COVID. So I had uh, uh, Chris Jericho champagne. It's called a little bit of the bubbly. It's an AEW thing. So, so the first, I did two separate runs. The first run was silver foil on the bottle. Mm-hmm. Second run we're doing during COVID, and I want gold foil. Sorry, the gold foil is not available. Why? COVID. COVID. Yeah, but the silver foil is available. Why? Why is gold foil COVID friendly and silver foil is not? They, everybody <laughs> used it. It's everything. They use COVID like they use kids on the spectrum. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, why can't you play Little League or do homework? Well, I got a little bit of the Asperger's, you know. Oh, okay, leave me alone. You know what I mean? It's okay. They just COVID. use COVID. And you can't say anything. Well, how did COVID affect citrus? Like, that's the whole thing. And, and gold foil. Yeah, and they just—it was a—it was a—it was an opening. It was basically this is what we've wanted to do all along, but we didn't have an excuse. Yeah. and now we do. Just like all the douchebags, dickheads, and bitches who who wanted to correct you when you're walking on the trail without a mask twenty years ago, but couldn't say shit. Right now's their window. <laughs> now I can yeah. hassle this taxpayer. This is awesome. All right, we'll take a break. We'll be back with more Chris Jericho right after this. Morgan and Morgan, let me lay a stat on you. People 15 to 24 had the highest rate of emergency room visits due to car accidents of all the age groups. Oh, man, my kids are in that age group. Now I'm worried, but thank God there's Morgan and Morgan. If you're ever injured, you can uh, check them out. Morgan and Morgan, America's largest injury law firm, over 100 offices nationwide, more than 800 lawyers, more than 15 billion recovered for 300,000 plus clients. Morgan and Morgan has proven that they have a track record and they will fight to get you the full and fair compensation. They've been fighting for people for over 35 years Racing my vintage cars is hard, but submitting a claim for Morgan & Morgan is easy. Am I right, Dawson? 
If you're ever injured, you can check out Morgan and Morgan. Their fee is free unless they win. For more information, go to forthepeople.com slash Adam or dial pound law, pound 529 from your cell phone. That's for thepeople.com slash Adam or pound law, pound 529 from your cell. This is a paid advertisement. Hey, I don't know if you guys know, but it's See Better Drive Safer Month now at O'Reilly Auto Parts. They have Put a spotlight on items to help you see the road more clearly. All month long, receive gift cards after rebate on select wiper blades and bulbs. If your wiper blades are streaking and smearing, well, they're worn out and they need to be replaced. But good news, you can get up to a $20 O'Reilly gift card after rebate with purchase of select wiper blades. Their professional parts people will install your new wiper blades and they'll do it for free. See the road better with new bulbs. Get up to a $15 O'Reilly gift card after rebate with the purchase of Sylvania Silver Star Ultra or select ZXE Twin Pack Bulbs. They'll even help you pick out the right bulb for your vehicle. Visit your local O'Reilly Auto Parts store for details. O'Rewards members receive two times O'Rewards points on select bulbs, and up to four times points on cleaning supplies for your vehicle. Don't miss the See Better, Drive Safer month. Now, at your local O'Reilly Auto Parts store or shop online at O'ReillyAuto.com. As we celebrate 14 years of podcasting, here's another memorable moment from the Adam Carolla Show's Ace Awards Archives. <laughs> All right, Chris and I are going to do the end here. Rich, you sing? Oh, yeah. Oh, here we go. All right, everyone take a breath. Cool, ladies and gentlemen. She's She's Now, for some new memorable moments, let's get back to the Adam Carolla Show. Yeah, a little Burton Cummings. Was that Burton in the Union Gap? Or was that... Uh, the Guess Who. The Guess Who, yeah, sorry. The guess who, yeah. yeah, sorry. That's, uh, the, Randy Backman says, the best song that Burton ever wrote. Undone. Yeah, yeah, I love those guys. Have you seen Burton uh, going on the war path right now, recently? No. So there's uh, so the Guess Who have continued My daughter on. tried to talk to me about this, but I was like, eh, 17-year-old fluff, get out <laughs> of my face. Know? Yeah. Thank you. So uh, Burton uh, has been going on the warpath because there's a Guess Who that's been touring for the last 20 years. The drummer bought the name in the 70s, one yeah. of these things. Yeah. And so the drummer now has assembled a new Guess Who where the guys in the band are all, you know, 30 or 40. Right. And Burton now is very angry about this and is saying, they're not the original members and look at all this. This is bullshit. So he's quite angry about this new guess who that's been around for well since the 70s yeah i don't feel like white guys can pull this off black bands like the coasters and the temptations is they can just replace a new 30 year old every 30 right, years right, with right, a right. new guy and we kind of leave him alone yeah because you don't know any of the we ba- really, guys anyways right? it's a little soft bigotry there but we we're seeing the coasters <laughs> no, the, co- the, the, the coasters are the I'm founding just, member of the Coasters are 105 years old. But my point is that's but, not a racing guy. I don't know, like, Jackie Reams is the singer of the Coasters. You've never heard any names of the Coasters. I don't right. know any members of the Coasters. No. Smokey Robinson, you know, was from The Temptations. Coasters, yes. nobody. 
Was he from The Temptations? I don't think Smokey was. Wasn't that The Temptations? Was no. He, what was Smokey he, Robinson from? Miracles. The Miracles. Gotcha. Smokey Robinson and The Miracles. There you go. So you know, but you know he was the singer of The Miracles. <laughs> yeah. Notwithstanding. But the coasters, you don't know. So you could put in anybody and they, you would just. I just think it's an element of black don't crack, too. Like, you can clearly see when a white dude is 71 years old <laughs> versus 34 years old. But, but yes, but also, too, the guess who is synonymous with Burton Cummings and Randy Bachman. I love the guess sale. Yeah, so you, I can see Burton's case here. All right, so uh, let's get in. I, I'm very curious where Chris comes down on this. I know where uh, other Chris, Loxamana, lesser Chris comes down oh, cool. on, on it, but not Jericho. Little, little not Chris. <laughs> yeah, real Chris. Big Chris. Good Chris. Oh, All right. I love this. All right, I went to a fancy Hollywood dinner last night. Right. And uh, I ate at a place called Major Domo, uh, by, which is fucking fantastic. Uh, but first thing first, <laughs> I'm leaving Malibu. I'm like, what time is we meeting at Major Domo? It's like 7 o'clock. Oh, all right. Let me check the ways. Hour 51 minutes. Right. Like literally, way said, almost two hours. Yeah. I was like, mm-hmm. why didn't we have this? fucking dinner in santa barbara right i could make it faster but (laughs) we go to major domo now uh cousin sal's there jimmy's there david chang restaurant yeah it's good great name too yeah um there's bill simmons there's uh jeff ross jeff ross adam perry lang the amazing barbecue guy everyone everyone is there and uh we're not paying uh our (laughs) agent james baby doll dixon is paying so we're just going to order everything and uh, so we get multiple platters of oysters. And uh, I'm sitting across from um, Simmons and uh, what was I talking to Rob Mills. Rob Mills, a guy, by the way, whew, Rob Mills is a guy who was a PA on the man show like 20 years ago. And he now runs the ABC reality mm. department. Like that's cool. Literally runs the whole department. A sweet guy. And uh, he said, he said, oh, I just had a story. I was just talking to the Dancing with the Stars people. And they said, we need another Adam Carolla. And I was like, wow, that's this is great timing. <laughs> that was yesterday. And now I'm here. That felt good. So um, so here come the oysters. And Rob's doing the sauce and the thing and the hot. And then this one's from this place. And that other side's the oysters from the other place. And I just said, now, look, I'm from North Hollywood. I love barbecue and pizza and shit like that. I never really got the oyster. And maybe I haven't done it right. I don't understand it. I said, oh, no, you, everyone loves the oysters. I said, no, what do we do? He's like, put the sauce on it, put the thing. And I go, but you do kind of swallow it then, right? And they're like, oh, yeah, you just kind of swallow it. And, and whatever. And I said, I, okay, I'll do it. I'll, I'll do it. And I did it. And I was like, I don't understand oysters. I, everyone, oh. everyone loves them. They're expensive. Yeah. They're a treat. I don't get it. Yeah. Do you get oysters? No. I, I, I figured you wouldn't. No, I'm not an oyster guy. And I remember oh, before that, talking about my dad, my dad used to be a big uh, escargot guy, which of course mm-hmm. is snails. Mm-hmm. Never liked the snails, never liked the oysters. I find them very, um, I don't want to be uncouth here, but it's very snot-like. It's very, yeah. whatever, the, what's the consistency Chewy, of yeah. snot, very kind of But you're of not supposed to liquidy. chew it. It's phlegmy. You're phlegmy, that's it. Phlegmy, that's a great description. You're supposed to just swallow it. Right, but I'm like, what's the point? I don't get like, what if these oh were God. cocktail weenies? 
Yeah. And you'd be like, listen, you got to just <laughs> shove them up your ass one after the other. You're going to love it. And I'd be like, I don't think I would. I don't yeah, feel I'm like I'm tasting. I don't feel like I'm tasting. Now, Chris loves it. Yeah, you guys are both basic well, what, as hell. What, what do you love about oysters, Chris? Little, little Chris? <laughs> little <laughs> basic Chris. Chris. Uh, no, um, so one, they're just so clean. I mean, they just it 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 has hints of just like the ocean. Everything you love about seafood, it's it's right there. And, and um, the, but you the, cover you it in a, in like hot sauce. You don't and cover stuff. it, but you add it and, and it elevates it. And you don't. I personally don't just swallow. I give it a couple chews. Oh, you do? Give it, because if you just swallow it, then it could be a cocktail win. You're not going to notice the difference. That's what I'm saying. If you're like, chewing, you got to chew it. Why does everyone tell you to swallow it? I it, don't it, know. Because that's what you do if you're trapped on an island. Right. And you're like, I need sustenance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't want to vomit it I'm up. I'll swallow this. this. Yeah, 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 exactly. I'm not doing this just for nutrition. Uh, it's quite enjoyable. If you go, give it a few chews. Get to know give a little a few bit chews. The, on the palate. I don't want to do it. And then just and then go ahead. I don't want to do it either. At stage of my life, I don't want to try I'm out. Yeah, that and 69ing. I'm done. <laughs> no mas. No Tried more. it. Didn't didn't sit well. <laughs> wasn't your thing? Yeah. <laughs> I was, so obviously wasn't that. great at it, but I threw up both times, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> also, I remember, I remember I went to Alaska. When we went to Alaska, and uh-huh. I, I hung out a little bit, and I went to an oyster place, and it was like a really highly renowned oyster place. You had to get a reservation to go mm-hmm. here, right? And I go... And these oysters are insanely expensive, but I thought, you know, I'm on vacation. Let's treat myself. And the reason they were so expensive is when we get them, the, the guy leans in and goes, these are imported all the way from Mexico. So that's how oh. and they're so fresh. I'm like, I get these every day at home. <laughs> right. and they actually just have them in Alaska. <laughs> the other thing that was – anyway, the food was great and um, the the – you know, great group, always great. You know, you're sitting there between Jeff Ross and Bill Simmons, and you're sitting there with uh, Jimmy, and it, it just having a drink and a laugh. Like it is a good, good group crew. to yeah. go to go right. out with. Yeah. But and here's something, Chris. You're going to have some thoughts on. I okay. think. I am apt in that environment to uh, order a martini. Right. Um, and. It's always a roll of the dice when you go to a restaurant that you're not familiar with and order a martini because there's seven different size glasses. Mm-hmm. Now, if you if you go to Mastro's, you get a full-size martini glass and they leave the shaker. Right. So you're just there drinking this martini for two, that, for, for two hours. Yeah. yeah. But you go to some cool places – and it's not a martini glass. It's like a little. If, if Major Domo has, a, you know, a, sti- a glass <laughs> stick with a thimble on it, you know what I mean? And now it's like, I just took one swig off this martini, and it was l- less than half was left in the thing. Oh, like no. there's, right? Okay. We need to regulate the no, martini. I agree. I agree. I, I, you go, you go up the street. You go to Mastro's. You will get. Five ounces of martini. Yes. You go to Major Domo, you get an ounce and a half of martini. It's the same price. No one ever says to you, I hope you're not expecting like a martini <laughs> glass like Dean Martin would <laughs> drink out. It's like a yeah. little cup on top of a thing. Also, I don't like all the variations. I just want a martini glass. It's yeah. called a martini glass. It's big. It's got some heft, and it holds some liquid. Yeah, it's, it's got a little stem on it with a thing at the top of it that you can put some liquid in. I'm the same way with when – that's why I mentioned before ordering a double. Because if you just order a single, these fuckers will just literally – like. I, it always annoys me when you go get a drink and the bartender takes the little uh, shot. Jigger. The, the little jigger. Oh, yeah. Right to the top. I mean, come on, dude. What and you, you get And that, that, that's one – 
It's one sip. I stand there and I watch those guys. The worst is when they do the quick pour. Like they just go, all right, here you go. And you're like, I don't know how much of that even made it into the shaker, bro. You're right. Like, I just fucking give a give a heavy hand. And also, size me up. You know what I mean? Right. I got some mileage. I'm beleaguered. I've loved. I've lost. You know what I mean? I'm over six feet. I can handle this I played some ball in high school. Look at Jericho. He's he's sleeved up. He's 240 pounds. This ain't going to do it. One drink an hour doesn't cut it for me on the the plane. We see Paris Hilton walk up there holding a dog. Okay. There you go. Go with the light hand. I like the guys and the girls that they they pour into the glass, and then it overflows, and then they just... Put it in and they just keep the bottle. Bottle doesn't stop. That's yeah. the best. Yes. Thing. That's the yes. best. Thing. I like those people at the airport do that. A lot. I there's a, the lounges at there's the airport. A, there's a booze version of the I don't want to ever see you again, which is um, which I like. There's a ketchup version of it. You know, and you, they give you one packet of ketchup, then you come back and you go. Uh, can I get a couple more ketchup? And they just put the box on the thing and they grab a handful and they throw 18 <laughs> ketchups at you and they go, I never want to see you fucking again with this ketchup thing. It's like, okay, you don't have to be passive aggressive. I ordered a large fry. I got one ketchup. I wanted three ketchups, but I don't need a bucket of ketchup. Right. But there's a booze. Like if you go to, if it's like an open bar type thing and uh, the guy's like making you the, you know, vodka, whatever, and he's doing it and you go, eh, could you hit a little harder with the vodka? There is a version where the guy's like, all right, I never want to see you again. Right. I'm just going to keep going. Shut you up. Isn't that right? Open your mouth. I'm going to dump the shit right in. Yeah. I don't want you coming back and bothering me. I do have an issue with ordering doubles is that there's no price break. When no you order a price break. And it, so, it, so it bothers me that I'm paying exactly what it is for two of these drinks. There oh, should be a, You're saying if, not, if one shot is $2, a double's $4. Right. You should get a three fifty. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Cents off. It's, okay. well, it's less labor. You look at, yeah, I mean, you take a look. <laughs> it should be a we should do a podcast called <laughs> yeah, Dis- Disgruntled Alcoholics. <laughs> you order a Bloody Mary. That's got the mix. That's got the hot sauce, the pepper, yeah. the, mm-hmm. the lime, the lemon. The the sometimes they'll even put the, uh, they'll put the celery stock a in there. Bacon with a, in piece there of bacon in there sometimes now. And all I want is a little more booze. Right. But the, but the thing's thirteen bucks, and then you go make it a double. Oh, it's twenty six. Yeah, Look, just, that that's you holding your hand they this way for another time. Yeah, right. I didn't ask for two pieces of bacon and two pieces of celery, <laughs> right. and extra <laughs> tomato juice, and for you to shake it up. And, yeah. and you, you got to do the whole dance. I just said right. hold your hand that way a little bit longer. Yeah, we need. It, it's insane. We need it's a price just, break on doubles because then also if if you are instead of ordering if like I'll, I'll get a Jameson on the rocks. If I order a Jameson rocks on the a double. Then by the time I'm hitting that second, whatever the double was, it's getting warmer. It's yes. getting watered down. Yeah. Yeah. Where I could get a fresh one and be the same thing. We don't yeah, we're we're way off. It's like the mansion tax here. I'm always I'm always Yes, the double you should get a break because that's the direction you're going. Right. And they're saving time, they're saving washing glasses, whatever all the things. Material minimal everything. effort. <laughs> minimal minimal. Minimal effort. You're literally getting 61 cents more of vodka, and they're just doubling the price. Yeah, yeah. And, and you're, it's, you're, they, you're turning your wrist one extra time. Right. That's not extra labor. I, I feel the same way whenever I hear about the mansion tax. Tell us tax. about the mansion tax. The mansion tax is California is so fucked up, but it's a Los <laughs> Angeles thing, which is they've enacted this mansion tax where if you sell a house that's $5 million or more, you got to give the government 4%. Oh. Yeah. But. If you sell a house that's ten million or more, you have to give the government five percent. 
So you have to give them a higher percentage. <laughs> so if you sell a 31... So if Jay-Z and Beyonce sell their $200 million house uh, in Malibu, and I don't even know if it goes to Malibu, maybe just Los Angeles. I don't know. But okay. the point is, if, 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 if Barry Manilow sells right. his mansion in, in L.A. for $50 bucks, he has to pay a higher percentage to the city than someone who sold their house in Encino for five point two. Oh, million dollars. Right. Okay. That's fucking retarded. Right. Why do we do that? Why is everything wrong? Like, why is it's all backwards. governmental ideas backwards but, and bad? But wouldn't the more expensive house equate to being higher taxes if it's a $10 million house? Well, it's higher. Look, if you are a, if you're the government right. and you go, would you rather somebody sell a $5 million house and then give us 4% or sell a $10 million house and give us 4%, ah. they'd go, well, I'll take the $10 million right, house. Right, right. And then if they were smart, you'd go, yeah, but how about Let me pitch the you guys a mansion tax real sell <laughs> a $10 million house and give you 3.5%? They'd go, well, that's still more money than a $5 million right. house. Before. But they don't work that way. They go Barry, the other let me, fucking direction. Let me direction. pitch you this, the mansion tax. Would you rather have someone who buys a $5 million house and you get 4%? Or someone who buys a ten million dollar house and you get five point seven percent. Is that what it is? It's four and five point five. Yeah, it's a lot of math. Fucking nuts. it goes up. I I don't. Yes, it got. In every other world, it goes the other way. Right. If 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 you're playing the nickel slots, you don't get the free buffet <laughs> in Vegas. But if you're in the high roller room right. with the fucking whales, they will keep the cocktails coming. Right. Gratis. For free. Right. Exactly. And they no arguing over it doubles over there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. That double, that's a that's a travesty. It is. It really is. And the Jameson double is fine. I, I still feel you. But it, when you start getting into the mixed stuff, the Bloody Marys and the Pina Coladas, that's when it really. But <laughs> you're also inadvertently making people fat. Because. Well, that's the thing. The too. Bloody Mary's got a. Got a fair amount of calories in it. And my thing is like, well, I like to catch a little buzz and have a little less calories. So double it up. Well, and that's the thing. Once again, when I mentioned having the embolism and, and losing the weight, I drop wine and beer and, and, and whiskey, just vodka, which has the lowest calories and no mix. Keep it so clear. Man. You just go right. with the clear. And that, I feel that's the best way to do it. Uh, minimal hangover. The least of the calories, it's the lesser of, of all evils. Just stick with that. Yeah, so uh, where was I? Took me an hour and 40 minutes oh, yeah. to get to, to get Major Domo. Domo. It was fucking raining. Right, the it was ten, yeah. The 10s burnt down. It, yeah. it was a total shit show. <laughs> Getting there was like down deep downtown L.A., like real like outskirts so crazy homeless and 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 Winnebago's parked everywhere and just a fucking mess. <laughs> but uh, we ran up the bill. I can I can talk to Sal and find out what the what the total was. Yeah, but we, we 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 went with more. They kept bringing the oysters because they were the most expensive thing on there. I didn't. I ate one, and I was like, "I'm done with the oysters." Oh. And they kept ordering oysters to try to run up the the tab. <laughs> yeah. So I just uh, I just sat there. Fucking good, though. I mean, good beef, good food, like a, a boiled chicken that you would think was horrible, that Jimmy was like, I know boiled chicken sounds bad, but <laughs> wait till you have this boiled chicken. That was my Nana's favorite boiled chicken. 
Oh, really? She loved boiled chicken. Boiled well, chicken. this was so got. No, you think a boiled chicken is like, uh, my dog had to have his paw amputated, so I'm actually just boiling up some chicken. <laughs> like, that's what you think boiled chicken is for, like kind of inert food for pets. But this place was solid. All right, I have um, have a question for for Chris. As I was yes. thinking about, I was, I was thinking about how lucky China is. In that, I was watching the presser with the Joe Biden and China, and they're having their meeting. And um, I, I don't trust China. I don't believe China. But I keep thinking about this sort of bullet d- dodged. They had a lab where a government funded lab where they were looking at gain of function diseases, essentially, uh, for what reasons Un- unclear, but the lab fucked up and this thing escaped and it devastated the world. Yeah. And there's millions of people dead. Yeah. And uh, the United States economy was shut down. And I would argue probably change the outcome of the election and, and many kids have now died of depression and suicide, yes. fentanyl ingesting, and yep. you completely devastated our society. Now, that wasn't COVID per se. We didn't have to do it, but we chose. The effects we of We chose it, right. to do it. All right. So then there's this. Now, if you just stop the film there in your China, and this is any other period of time, you got to think, oh, we're, we're fucked now because people are going to come back to right. us and they're going to want... First off, there's going to be a class action lawsuit. Do you think living near Camp Lejeune was was a big deal? Wait till, wait till they do COVID. Like, right. how do you even put a price tag on shutting down Europeans, Europe's economy, our economy? Like, China, you may be our bitch for the next hundred years. We're making reparations here, whatever. But not only, but that never happened. Nothing happened. What happened is. Trump and a handful of other people went, uh, I think this this virus escaped from a lab. And everyone yelled at him and called him a racist and browbeat him into and anybody who voiced a concern. Right. And thinking it thing came from a wet market. And then and then we would destroy you if you floated the lab leak and call you a racist and uh, you'd be let go from your teaching job at Stanford. And then we just completely forgot about yeah. it all we did was fight amongst each other and anyone who said oh we should call it the chinese virus or the chinese flu or it came from lab you're like oh, you're out of a job dude yeah and they had to be laughing their <laughs> fucking asses off and, uh, and then uh, oh and the the leader from china is going to meet with joe biden and joe biden said, don't don't say anything about covid they're going to bring it up like, <laughs> you want to talk about skating like, yeah. you on like, on a crime. Can you believe we got away with this? I mean, I, how the wet the wet market theory was hilarious because I've been to Japan like sixty times. I've been to wet markets since I was twenty one years old. Really, that whole concept was ridiculous because it's like that all over the place. So why was one errant bat? Found at the wet market, creating this entire pangolin. World. They said what, at the beginning, yeah, a pangolin. A paint was a pangolin. It's like an armadillo okay. fucked a yeah. raccoon and out came a pangolin. But how I does guess? that equate to a pandemic? None of it makes any None sense. Of that makes any sense. I'm Going just back saying, up. if you were, it'd be like if you murdered your wife, right? 
And then at some point, somebody started going, uh, I think Jericho may have. Oh, you think he what? I think he may have murdered right. You're fired. You shut up. You get out of here. You're out. And you're off Twitter, too. And then the next person went, I don't know, kind of looks like they're seven. You're off Twitter. Your fucking counts are down. And you're out, too. Like, you'd be sitting around at your home with your new girlfriend going, this is the fucking greatest thing ever. I gave him a dinner. Anytime yeah. somebody brings it up, they get fired from their job. Yeah. Yeah. This is the greatest windfall ever for them. Like. And all, I, I get it, it was all Trump derangement syndrome. He just said China, and he just said lab, and they all just went, that was well, it. No, we're just right. going to do the opposite of that. But if you're China, I mean, what a windfall. Do you think we're ever going to come back to that, of going after China for some semblance of revenge? Uh, I... I, I don't, well, Joe Biden's not going to do it. Yeah. That's for sure. And there's no... Do you hear, you hear what happened today? No. So um, Chinese President Xi Jinping, he... Signaled that China will send new pandas to the United States, calling them envoys of friendship between the Chinese and American people. That'll do it. Yeah, yeah. we're ready to continue our co- cooperation with the United States on panda conservation. Turn the page on COVID. <laughs> nice we got a gesture. bear that sits. Yeah. <laughs> no, no pandemic talk, just panda talk. Panda. <laughs> yeah. Panda. Panda bear. Yeah. So we're getting we're getting pandas, and they're they're doing that to you know just improve relations between the U.S. That and, makes and this China. better. Let's bring in some yeah, pandas yeah, yeah. back. <laughs> Yeah, well, nice. how about like a Whitman sampler, too? <laughs> like when that, then we could completely forget about the million dead Americans. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. No, he's not going to do anything. And if Trump gets back in, Trump may try to do something, but then he'll be shouted down for trying to do something. <laughs> they but literally just, got away with it. Just yeah. literally think about this rogue nation unleashing a virus a militarized, weaponized virus on the world, and anyone who raised their hand and went, I think we should, A, talk about its origins, and B, try to find out who did this. You were removed from your post. You were now (laughs) fired from your job at the LA Times. Untouchable. That's an unthinkable equation, but the greatest windfall for China ever. No, and it's terrifying, too, the fact that it actually came out of a lab. It's funny because I was reading The Stand by Stephen King right when the pandemic started, which was not a good idea because in that, in that book, 99.9% of the population dies. But it's the same concept. And you think, this is such a fantastic story and what a story, but it actually really fucking happened. Yes. <laughs> it escaped from a lab. It's like, what else do you have in there that can potentially escape? Um, all right, we got to take a break. We're going to do some news, just a short news bit. Can you hang around, Chris? I can. All right, let's uh, break. We'll do some news. Chris Jericho is going to hang, and we'll do that right after this. Hold on to your jingle bells. Pluto TV has all your holiday favorites for free. Enjoy Christmas classics like Scrooge with Bill Murray or Last Holiday with Queen Latifah. Plus, dive into festive channels like holiday movie favorites by Lifetime or Hallmark Movies and more. Download the Pluto TV app on all your favorite devices and start streaming holiday favorites on live channels and on demand. With thousands of free movies and TV shows, Pluto TV is your home for the holidays. Pluto TV. Stream now. Pay never. You're about to hear a preview of The Jordan Harbinger Show with the investigator who solved a serial killer case that had gone cold for decades. There was a definite spike in serial predator crime in the 1970s. Joe D'Angelo was a full-time law enforcement officer. He's breaking into houses in the middle of the night, raping women or girls that are home alone that he's binding up and sexually assaulting. 
he ended up committing 50 of these attacks in Northern California between 1976 and 1979 and just disappeared. The last thing I did in my career before I retired was I drove up and parked in front of his house. I didn't know he was a Golden State killer, but I debated, should I just go knock on his door? This was such a brazen, brutal predator. He absolutely had to be caught. To learn more about how Paul Holes puts himself inside the minds of serial killers, check out episode 725 of The Jordan Harbinger Show. It's time to check Adam's voicemail. Hey, man, get it on. Uh, it struck me the other day during one of your uh, ranch uh, rants that uh, a buddy of mine has spent a lot of time in Central America. According to him, on menus and stuff, they will refer to ranch in, like, Guatemala as salsa americana, a.k.a. American sauce. So uh, I thought you would enjoy that little tidbit, as ranch is everywhere, full of seed oil. Amen. Later. You can leave us a message at 888-634-1744. Chris Jericho's here. You can go to chrisjericho.com and All Elite Wrestling, AEW, every Wednesday night on TBS. All right, we got a little news to get into. Yeah, um, so actually, before we do that, uh, did, did you talk to Jimmy about the Oscars at all? Yeah. He said... I did. And, uh, he told me not to say anything to you. Okay. Oh, he said, "Tell Big Chris said, during yeah. the press." Don't tell <laughs> that's what you guys are talking Mini about. Chris. Yeah, we, that's I, what I got the whole scoop. About. You're oh. not going to believe it, little Chris, when you hear about it. Uh, <laughs> nah, a little. I mean, I went. Yeah, I went and talked to him about it because I just found out on the way in. It told me it was um, came out. It's leaked. Yeah, leaked. And then uh, I said, "Well, you know, now we have a head start, so I, you know, like to be a part of it." And he was like, oh, yeah, sure. Right. So um, in, in the past, when he's hosted the Oscars, it kind of it, 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 it got a little past me. And then I was playing catch up, you oh, right. know, and uh, this time we'll we'll hit it at the beginning. I mean, I, it's not a full time job for me. He's got a writer staff and blah, blah, blah. But I will be kept up and, and contribute everywhere I can. And then, of course. My daughter hit me 10 minutes later. It's like, oh, we're going to the Oscars. Oh, yeah. We're going to the Oscars. <laughs> yeah. like, oh, she has her, she has yeah. her ticket. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, so everyone's talking about RFK Jr. right now. Yes. Um, he was on a plane, and somebody took a picture of him going to, walking to the bathroom. And everyone's freaking out about it because he was barefoot yes. on the plane. And so I like uh, it. You like this. I do. So, in fact, I remember seeing this on TMZ. Yes. And people are saying that. It's changing the way they even think about voting for him. Seeing a guy who decides to just walk barefoot on a gross plane into a gross bathroom. <laughs> yeah. Like, what I, I question his decision making. Oh, my gosh. Well, I don't know. Okay. A couple things. I, I don't think it's a coincidence. I don't think his approach to this is not connected to his sort of hesitancy and thoughts about vaccines and stuff mm. like that. I am in his... So, and it, it's a kind of an offshoot of what I always complain about, which is I never took antibiotics. I was too poor. I didn't have insurance. I, I, I just never took them. And, and I was certainly not, uh, hygiene was not a big part of my, my life. I didn't use antibacterial soap. I didn't use shampoo. Like I, I didn't use anything. I would like hose myself off after doing construction, go back <laughs> to the apartment and take a nap, you know. And I started realizing I'm not allergic to anything and I never get sick. Right. And I don't have all of the things that plague 
everybody with their acid reflux. Yeah. Everyone's on some. Everyone's on something for either their stomach or their brain. Mm. Everyone under forty is on something for their stomach or their brain. And I'm like, where did all these fucking people come from? And how come none of my buddies in North Hollywood, growing up out on the streets, you know, swimming in the reservoir, yeah, 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 fucking course. wrestling in the dirt, you yeah. know, throwing shit at each other, dirt clods and pissing on each other in the bathroom <laughs> and stuff. How come none of them has any of this right. this stuff? And how come Amish kids don't have it? And how come kids who have outdoor dogs who come indoors and sleep with them don't have any of this shit either? We're not exposing ourselves to enough stuff. Our body and our immune system will take care of a lot of this stuff. And so he's basically saying, I'm not running from germs. And everyone goes, oh, it's gross, it's gross. So what happened? So there's a story. Like Someone goes, what happened? I went to the men's room, and I stepped in a puddle of someone else's piss, and I had to get my foot amputated. Like, that's not a story. <laughs> it's never happened. I've been pissed oh. on by at least eight to 14 guys. Adam would have no limbs if that was if that's the case. No, <laughs> it's like you expose yourself to stuff, and then people go, oh, it's gross. But I don't know. So wearing socks somehow makes it better because it's kind of acceptable to kick your I'm, shoes I'm off. I'm a socks guy on the plane. I take my shoes off the moment I yep. get on. The, bare, the barefoot uh, is... Eh. If he's putting his foot up uh, on the chair... Uh, where oh, someone else can see it on the on the on yeah. The, there's on the a pro- armrest. There's I'm a protocol. There's yeah. a protocol, sure. but that's not what people are reacting to. They're reacting to it's gross. Yeah, like it's gross for him, not for his seatmate. Right. I mean, this could be the first time ever that a, someone's political career was put at jeopardy by wearing no no socks and shoes on a plane. Right. Uh, but people, once again, they'll 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 jump on anything. Yes. All of his uh, detractors are going to be focusing on this, and all of his uh, fans will be like, "What's the big deal?" Or "It's cool," or whatever. That's right. just politics for you. So he yeah. he actually issued a response video. Oh yeah. Oh, TMZ, what did he say? So, uh, here's his apology. Hey Harvey and all the gang at TMZ, I want to thank you for all you do to keep. Politicians honest to make sure that they comply with all the norms of our society. And even for me, for calling me out on going barefoot on the airplane, that was inexcusable. And I can assure you that will never happen again. This zooms out. And he's barefoot in the airport. Yeah. <laughs> was, was he doing an imitation of Catherine Hepburn there or something? It certainly sounds Harvey like from DMZ, my barefoot. <laughs> sounds like Martin Short doing an imitation of On Catherine Golden Hepburn. Pond. Yeah. <laughs> That's what he sounds like. It was like. an inexcusable offense to be barefoot on a plane. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's actually a good impression. That's pretty good. Thank you. Um, so, I like, yeah. So there's this middle you school. You can't sing in a dragon outfit. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking avocado. <laughs> um, How humiliating to get beat by me. I, Tell me about you know what I mean? How did I feel? <laughs> that's devastating. Then I had to sit next to fucking John Lovitz and watch you sing. Yeah, if, you, if, if they pulled that avocado head off and Burton Cummings was on there, <laughs> you, so you'd be fine. I'd be jumping around. you got a rank amateur. <laughs> Well, the thing is, I beat George Clinton. I beat George Clinton and lost Adam Carolla. Really? Where's the justice? No justice. No justice in the world. Uh, there's a middle school in California who suspended a student last month for wearing black face paint at a oh, football game. Oh, this is too much. Uh, something they said was a, quote, hate incident. Oh, according to a suspension notice issued by the Jeez. school's principal. So they banned the 8th grade student after he wore this black... Uh, we'll put a picture of it, too. The wore, hey. uh, wore black face paint yeah. 
at the football game. A security guard even told him Come on. to put more of the face paint on. They, it was, it, he, they said it was more like war paint. It was like, or eye black or something like that. Like it was right. Road Warriors wrestling paint. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> here's how the game works. Um, Joe Biden and every politician in California and uh, Christopher Ray from the FBI and everything, they all just go, um, uh, white supremacy is the biggest problem this country faces. And then they all repeat it over and over again. And then the dingbats from the zoo, from the zoo, from the view, well, it should be kept in a zoo. The view, they go, well, you heard uh, the head of the FBI. The head of the FBI said the white supremacy is the biggest problem this country's facing right now. You and I don't see it, right? right. You don't, We see shit. We see black guys punching out guys on subways. We see Hamas supporters, you know, rallying in the streets. But I, I haven't seen the Klan in yeah. a while. I've not, yeah, we don't right. see any of it, but they go, this is what's going on mm-hmm. because they're trying to scare everyone into voting for them because somehow they're going to solve the problem, Stop. except for no one ever does the math. Like, Joe Biden ran. He said, I ran because I saw Charlottesville and I saw those people with torches. And that's why I ran to stop this. Three years in, it's the biggest problem we have. Yeah. Well, maybe you're not that effective at, at, right, at stopping right. it, but it's not the biggest problem we have. It's the biggest problem you say we have. So you need to create a problem so we can elect you to solve the problem, which you never solve. But that aside, so now what they need is they need to pad their numbers because there isn't enough real incidents of white racism, the biggest problem this country faces, out there. So they take kids like this and they go, oh, okay. And then it'll get tallied up in the hate crime department. And then they'll go, you know, in the United States, there were 7,000 incidents of hate crime. Yeah, it's this kid. It we'll get so, piled it's so into that. Stupid too. This poor kid just showing support for the team right. is 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 now going to be warped for life. Is is branded, you know, by by as a hate crime. It, it's just bullshit. I mean, look at this kid. Well, also the for NF. Those, if you can't see it, so the kid's got a little bit of black on his cheeks, nothing on his eyes, forehead, nose, or mouth. Yeah. Right. Right. Okay. So it's also you got to blame the NFL. Because they used to use the lamplight shit. They just put them, they just put the shit under your eyes. And then they, that gave way to black stickers mm-hmm. that they would put under there. It looked like the aforementioned cocktail weenie. I almost mm-hmm. put one on my ass when I got drunk. I was like, give me that. <laughs> I got chewed first. Yeah. So <laughs> then they went back to the lamplight, the black grease paint, and all these jack offs started doing their whole face in it. You can look up. NFL guys, I, I, I think uh, Howie Long's kid, when he played for the Eagles several years ago, was doing it. Do you know what I'm talking about? Do you watch the NFL? They're, they're, going, yeah. they're going full Batman. Right. It's not just the shit yeah, under yeah, the yeah. thing. They're going full pirate face with this, with this shit. So that's what this kid is doing because he's watching the NFL yeah, right. and all these linebackers, black and white. There you go. Look at that oh, right that's, there. That's a really Same similar. paint as that guy right there. Oh, and by the way, this is 10 years ago. You can find guys now that are going full, um, what's his name, many years ago from the Minnesota Vikings, bald, oh shit, interior lineman, undersized, Hall of Fame. Shit, no one knows this because you're fucking Canadian, you're no help. <laughs> Rogi Vashon, pow, you're on that Dieter shit. Brock? <laughs> 
<laughs> you can't name guys from the Canadian League. <laughs> I can. I um, oh, God. All right. There's only one, uh, let's see, 80s, bald, black. John Randall. John Randall. John Randall. John Randall in the 80s, early 90s had the full Batman shit, and now it's in vogue. Right. In the NFL games, guys are taking that lamplight and they're doing their whole face. That's what this kid is doing. Yeah. And if I'm defending him, oh, let's look at let's John Randall. I mean, look at that. Yes. Yeah, with the helmet on, it's okay. That's all you see. Right. So it's John Randall paint. goes full more paint. more paint mask with with it. That's that's what he did. All right. If I'm if I'm this kid's fucking lawyer, not that he has one, but I'm just, I'm just coming in with five pictures yeah. of contemporary but the, but NFL but it, but guys. It doesn't going, matter though, Adam. Once you get branded by that, guilty or guilty is charged for life. Right. Now that's why you sue. Do any of these people think he was actually doing the vaudevillian blackface? And the answer is no. No, they don't. So then, what are they doing? The ultimate, yeah, but still, they're yeah. padding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're padding. <laughs> they're uh, they made a proclamation, and now they're finding numbers yeah. to fulfill their proclamation. Did they think? That the guys on horses were beating Haitians who were coming over the river? No, they did not. They didn't think that, but they said it because they're trying to pad the record. And the, and the record is two ways. When a black mob kills a white teenage kid by just beating the living life out of him physically, CNN is not interested in that story because there's no padding to the narrative yeah. in that story. So that's how it's going to work. But if George Floyd goes down, that's 24-7 on CNN. Mm. It's true. A, a middle-aged junkie career criminal is gone. Uh, CNN is wildly mm. animated about it. 16-year-old boy had his whole life in front of him, uh, defended a kid who was being bullied. He was beaten to death. CNN, where are you? Yeah. Any thoughts? Any interest? Right. No. No, no, you're right, though. Okay, they, you're padding your record, then. It was the same way when, when that um, Uber Eats driver a few years ago, the, the immigrant who came over, and then was the, the two black chicks jumped in his car and drove away in his car. Dragged and basically him. Basically dragged him and killed him. Right. That story came and went so fast. Yeah. There was no, there was no, no narrative, narrative for there. CNN. Exactly. No narrative. Hmm. So this is what it is. So if you get caught on the wrong side of the narrative, you're fucked. I mean, there's one person who was executed January 6th. That's a chick, a miniature chick, who was shot in the face, point blank, by a black officer. Mm. Good news for him. Mm. He still got his gun in his badge. Right. We don't care about him. He was called a hero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bad news for her, she's dead. That's how the narrative works. Bad narrative. You talked about you know the deadliest insurrection or not since Pearl Harbor. Well, I got some bad news. Mm-hmm. These guys, by the way, you're counting people, Capitol Hill policemen who killed themselves a year later as part of the death toll right. from the insurrection, yeah. right? Okay, so are you trying to pad your numbers or not? Because that sounds that's, like you're padding your numbers. And if you're the black cop who shot the chick in the face, nothing. Then you're going to trial. Right. There's one shot fired on January 6th. One shot. It was a black Capitol policeman who executed a chick. Now, she was riding. She was climbing through the window. Unarmed. Pow. Mm-hmm. Right in the neck. Dead. CNN, where are you? Yeah. I thought you were vehemently against cops 
using their guns and killing citizens. Isn't that a big issue for you? Uh-oh. Wrong narrative. We get it. Moving on. Yeah, Can't moving pad on. a record. Can't tell a story. Okay. Fine. Just realize mm-hmm. it, everyone. Just understand it. You can watch CNN. You can watch any news outlet you want. But understand what they're doing. Mm-hmm. That's all. All right. Chris, I know, has got, he's got a heart out. Where are you going? You're doing, you're doing got, more work? I got to fly to Phoenix today. And then we got, uh, well, I know this, this show there is on Monday. We had shows on Friday and Saturday at the Forum. Oh, for AW. So, wow. And Wednesday was at Toyota Center in Ontario. So it's an L.A. run for us this week. Nice. Mm-hmm. Leaving out of Burbank? Leaving out of Burbank. You got your tumbler with you? <laughs> <laughs> you need some That's, travelers? Hit the McDonald's I need to hit the large, <laughs> the extra large Coke from McDonald's, please. <laughs> yes, with a couple of travelers, a little Smirnoff. <laughs> One drink an hour. Good news is Phoenix only about an hour away, so it should be <laughs> <Yeah>. all right. <laughs> All right. Well, Chris got to make a flight, so we'll uh, bring it home a little early. I'm going to be in uh, Nashville, Zany's Comedy Club. Uh, that'll be December 1st and 2nd, doing four shows there. Huntsville, Alabama, Vegas. You just go to amcrawl.com for all the live shows. Check out chrisjericho.com. That's his hey, website. Chris. And, of course, uh, Wednesday nights, AEW on TBS. And you follow him at X. Formerly Twitter at I am Jericho. Fun. It's fun. Come Always back fun. anytime. Thanks, man. Avocado versus the bride death match. Yes. <laughs> Until God? next time, Adam Crawford, Chris Jericho, and Chris Max Battle. Lesser Chris. Okay. Say it. <laughs> A little Chris. Mahalo. Leave us a voicemail at 888-634-1744 and get your news to CBA's man at AdamCarolla.com. Hold on to your jingle bells. Pluto TV has all your holiday favorites for free. Enjoy our season's greetings category with nine holiday channels, including holiday movie favorites by Lifetime, Festive Fireplace, Holiday Lights, and Hallmark Movies and more. Download the Pluto TV app on all your favorite devices and start streaming holiday favorites on live channels and on demand. With thousands of free movies and TV shows, Pluto TV is your home for the holidays. Pluto TV. Stream now. Pay never. Hold on to your jingle bells. Pluto TV has all your holiday favorites for free. Enjoy Christmas classics like Scrooge with Bill Murray or Last Holiday with Queen Latifah. Plus, dive into festive channels like holiday movie favorites by Lifetime or Hallmark Movies and more. Download the Pluto TV app on all your favorite devices and start streaming holiday favorites on live channels and on demand. With thousands of free movies and TV shows, Pluto TV is your home for the holidays. Pluto TV. Stream now. Pay never.